Welcome to the St. Patrick Catholic Community Podcast in Scottsdale, Arizona. We are Christian Disciples in Mission. For Christians and religious people of, of many traditions, consider the Holy Land a special place, and people will make pilgrimages there. It must be pretty powerful to be able to see the land that Jesus walked on and lived and the different experiences, and it all comes to life. One of the special places is the Sea of Galilee that's still there. And boats go on there, much like in Jesus' time with his disciples and the fishermen. And so these tour boats now will take people out and take them out into the Sea of Galilee there and go on a little cruise. And what happens is that some of the tourists get all excited because storms still happen in the middle of, from the middle of nowhere. They just come about. And those storms can even be a little rocky. But tourists' reaction is, oh my goodness, a biblical storm, just like they experienced in Jesus' time. Wow! Of course, they're a lot safer and, and uh, better boats. But for the disciples and for the fishermen of that day, that was scary. The ocean, or rather the sea, could be a very, very scary place for boats. In fact, fishermen would take that very seriously to prepare that storms could come out of the middle of nowhere and cause great damage. Scriptures today can use crises in our lives and difficulties and challenges in the image of a storm, something that you and I can all experience in our lives. In our first reading today, we hear from a prophet about a prophet, Elijah. And Elijah has had battle with the pagan gods, Baal, and his prophets. And after a battle, he wins it. But Queen Jezebel is so angry that she seeks to kill Elijah, one of God's prophets. Elijah is literally running for his life. And in the course of time, when he's able to get rest and find protection at that moment, he is really upset. And in fact, he wants God to take his life right now. I've had it. This is not what I signed up for. And now I'm running for my own life. This is the biggest storm in my life. God, just take my life now and end it because I'm done. He gets some rest. And then the next day when he wakes up, he sees earthen cake for food and water. What it teaches us is that sometimes you and I in the midst of our storms, all we see is pain. All we focus on is the woe. That's pretty human, and that's pretty natural. But what happens is we don't see the blessings around us or, more importantly, God working in the midst of our pain and in our storm. Elijah is in a lot of pain. And that's all he can see. And yet God is ever working with rest, with prayer, with discerning. All of a sudden he sees somehow in the midst of this horrible storm, God has provided him food, water, and protection. If all he thought about was his own pain and suffering in the crisis, he would have never seen that. Same thing is happening with the storms in Matthew's gospel today. For the ancient Mediterranean world, the sea, the water, meant life and abundance and feeding, eating from there, but also it meant death and destruction as the storms could be really violent and very powerful. But also there was a demonic sense as well because they didn't understand the mysteries of the sea. And so they thought that the abode of the demons were in the sea. 
And so as the storm comes for the disciples, after Jesus feeds 5,000 people, he goes and he goes to a mountainside to pray as he gets in the boat and goes to the other side. But the storm comes and they get very fearful. And eventually they see what they think is a ghost, which is understandable again. Unknown, the mystery of the sea. It's a ghost. But they later figure out it really is Jesus. And the disciple asks, if it's really you, let me walk across this water. And he does, but eventually he loses focus and he starts to sink, crying out to God and to Jesus, help, help. I want you to know that the scriptures are constantly filled with stories asking serious questions about God in the midst of people's crisis and their pain and sorrow. God, where are you? Don't you care? Where are you at right now in the midst of my suffering and all that's happening around me? Don't you care at all? That is not a sin. The Bible is filled of many people, including many holy people, who ask that same question. Even the Psalms ask that. And God can handle that. And God embraces that. And so when you and I are going through some difficulty, we can really be mad at God. And that's not a sin. And that's not wrong. Now, if we stay there, then some bad things could happen. But here's what happens is that if all we focus is on our pain, we miss out what God is doing on the sides. I kind of learned that about a year and a half ago when I had to go in for my bypass surgery, something that came out of the blue, that I had to go to the emergency room, and and I began kind of a, a long, long journey of recovering after the surgery. I spent a number of days, useless days in the hospital because I needed more tests after the surgery. I had to go in through twice, to get the surgery there because they found some bleeding, so I had to go in a second time. And then I'm waiting days for, I'm in line to get a test. So I have to wait like a number of days just doing nothing, knowing that I have nowhere to go. What a waste of time. I'm too busy to figure that out. You know, I need to get going. But then it became a long journey of some complications that were eventually fixed on its own, but that I was separated and I was alone and I was stuck at home. And I couldn't get out. And so I could have easily, which I did, say, why is this happening to me? I'm busy. I'm important. This shouldn't be happening to me. And so rather than just focusing on that, God really showed me something. That people really do love me. Part of a profession, and your life and mine as well, we are surrounded by people who love us conditionally. Oh, when things go well, when they get what they want. When they hear good things about you, you're loved and you're respected. But when stories start coming about of mistakes or things they don't like about you, the love can easily change and say, oh, I've heard bad things about that person. Or that person really made some bad mistakes and we don't talk to them anymore. We don't like them like we, I respected them and I don't even think about them anymore. But what God taught me is that there also can be people who love me unconditionally. There are a few people in my life, who I allowed to be able to care for me, and they lay down their own busyness, their own responsibility to tend to my needs unconditionally. And they were always there. And I didn't have to pay for it. I didn't have to earn it. And even if I was grouchy that day because I didn't feel good, 
They were there. And you see, the same thing can happen in our lives. If all we focus on what is wrong, so negative, what's happening to us, feeling sorry, just being angry with God, we will never see what God provides all around us. So I'm thinking of all of us in this COVID time who are so upset that we can't go out, that we can't live our freedom the way we want to and we used to. We've given our time. It's time now to just move forward because we're tired of not seeing results. What is God teaching us in this moment when we're quiet? Probably one of the best fruits are going to come from all of us, and not everyone can see this right now, is that we were been overworked, overbooked, all busy. Society tells us if you're not working on something, then you're lazy. And I think we can only take so much. And I think God is trying to show us is that it's time to slow down and decide what's really important. And some people can't do that. They could only live their lives in busyness. And they think they're not being productive. They're not valued. They're just, do, they're just not doing anything in life. And so if they're not overbooked, overstressed, overworked, and all responsibilities, then they don't think they're living the right way. Maybe God is teaching us, slow down. Really know what's really matter because there's a lot of mispriorities in our country right now. We go after things that are so fleeting, so not part of God, so temporary. I think that's going to be one of the blessings that come from us. How about those in nursing homes or homebound? This is a lonely time. Some of you who are elderly that can't get out, this is the scariest time for you. And I think you have every right to ask God, where are you? Don't you care? I think you, no one should ever blame you or correct you. But what is God teaching you about people who care about you? You know, the last time I checked, I think all of you have telephones. And even though you live alone and all, reaching out to people, reaching out to friends, maybe people you haven't connected in a while, even if the grandkids are too busy for you, you should just call and just tell them I'm thinking about you because it isn't just about you, but it's about what you do for other people. I'm thinking about all the school students, especially those in athletes and extracurricular activities or just school, people who are really excelling in school. This is a grieving time for you. You know, they're saying, I was reading an article where a lot of anxiety and depression starting to happen with students now because their dreams are being altered. And it's hard, and it is painful, and you need to feel that pain because that's how you learn. But I need to tell you something. That's nothing new to the world. You and I simply read or hear on the news that one country is experiencing famine. You know what? There's no football. There's no soccer. There's no graduation. There's no prom dance in those countries. How about those countries that have war? There are young people just like the rest of us here who don't get that opportunity. Those who are in extreme poverty. Those who have governments that are oppressive. Those who have things happen in their lives of natural destructions and all, they don't get to go to school. They don't get to have football and practice and dance and recitals. But they learn to adapt. And I think the same thing has to happen. You can grieve, and, and we all grieve. I'm grieving the loss of football this year. It, I, I can't do it this year. Too much to do at work, and my health can't be at risk right now. But they said, come back when you're ready. Okay. I've pretty much written off uh, the Sunny Slope Vikings the 20, uh, 2020 season. I have to. But they said, come back, and I will when ready. I'm kind of looking for next season. But your life doesn't end. But what is God teaching you? 
What is God showing you what really matters? That when your dreams are shattered, there are new dreams that can happen. What about in employment and in business and even in our faith? There's new ways of doing things. Already St. Patrick's is seeing, and hopefully other churches and parishes around are seeing abundance of new ministry coming about, new ways of touching people. We are touching people more than we ever have before. And that's a blessing, but yeah, we're still hurting. We're still in the midst of our storm. We still are focused on our pain, and we have to because we're human. But that also means we can't be blind to what God provides. Elijah wanted his life to end. And yet after rest and prayer, God gives him a cake and water to sustain him. Peter is crying out, save me. And Jesus is there to lift him up. Remember, Matthew says, faith means confidence in Jesus' power. Jesus has the power to show you new blessings in the midst of COVID crisis and any storm that you and I experience, no matter what it is. I guess we ask ourselves, do we really have confidence in Jesus' power? Thank you for listening to the St. Patrick Catholic Community Homily Podcast. We are Christian Disciples in Mission, 